<laughs> Welcome to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. Each week, we'll be bringing you conversations about the mission of the Salvation Army right here in East Tennessee. For more information about the show and the work the Salvation Army is doing here in Knoxville, Tennessee, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org forward slash BTS. Or you can visit SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. We're here with uh, Blake Craft, Christy Willingham, and Annette Bracamonte. That's a great name to say, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. All right, so I'm going to start. I'm going to start with. Uh, well, well, actually, you know what I'm going to do? Since it's the new year, kind of. This is the, only the second episode we've done this year, and so uh, I'm going to go around just in case we have new listeners. New year, new listenership. Uh, let's uh, go around the table, starting at my left with Blake Kraft. Please introduce yourself, ma'am, and what you do here at the Salvation Army, if you can recall. Well, thank you, Ron. <laughs> it is a new year, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm Blake Kraft. I am the lead case manager for the Women's Shelter in our Joy Baker Center. I knew it was something like that. I did. Okay, Christ- Christy. <laughs> My name's Christy Willingham. I'm the program manager for the women's programs at the Knox Area Command. Okay, and Annette Bracamonte. My name's Annette Bracamonte, and yep. I'm a resident aide for third shift at the Joy Baker Center. Okay. Um, now let's pretend that I know what that means in it. You are, <laughs> you're new to the show today. Okay. Um, so what I actually would like for you to do, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Cause you have a really cool testimony and we want to share that with our listening audience. Cause I know that there are folks out there that, that they, they know they love the Salvation Army, but they don't always know what we do. And I would love for them to hear your story about how the Salvation Army played a part in your life. So if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came here. Okay, so my name's Annette again, and... Um, Annette I, again? <laughs> <laughs> what was it before? I'm kidding. Go ahead. I know. Um, so <laughs> I used to live here in December 6th of 2018 with I came here with my son from California. We were here for domestic violence mm-hmm. and homelessness. Yeah. And so um, we literally came up here with a, a suitcase, and we moved in here, mm-hmm. and... Um, Everything's just changed after that. Like, we started new, started fresh. I don't know if you guys know the difference between California living and Knoxville. There's Tennessee, there's a big difference. There's a big difference, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was hard. It was hard to adjust to the living here and getting to know. Mm -hmm. What part of California did you meet her from? Fresno, California. Fresno. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've been through there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's about it. Quick, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I drove really fast. Uh, (laughs) Real talk. Country so boy in SoCal, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was getting out of there. But anyway, um, and so it's so okay. You moved here from California, yes. And okay, now when you got here, and you mentioned it's different. But what was what brought you here for one thing? Um, just to start something new for my son mm-hmm. to get him out of that whole gang life, and sure. um, it was just getting too much for him. He yeah. was twelve, and I wanted him to have a fresh start, mm-hmm. and um. And what year was that you moved here? 2018. 2018. Okay, so not that long ago, really. No. Uh, five years ago. Yes. All right. Uh, and how old is your son now? He's 16. He's graduating this year. That's awesome. Well, A congratulations. Year early. Wow. Isn't it great yeah. when they graduate? It's like, wow, man, we did it. All right. I don't yeah. have to threaten you anymore. Uh, so <laughs> he like literally. So when he moved here, he was like in a shell. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you've met Janine yet or she spoke yet, but she literally <laughs> got him out of the room and. He started opening up little by little, and yeah. 
he met um, from here. He was going to school to Vine. He met somebody, her best friend, and mm-hmm. now they're best friends till this day. Yeah. So okay. he met good people here. He just needed that chance. To, he needed that chance to get out of California to have a new start. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I love that. Now, when you when you came here, uh, did you come straight to the Salvation Army? Yes. Okay. So you already knew where you were going when you got here to Tennessee. Is that right? Yes. Okay. What what prompted you to come here? I mean, what what said go to Salvation Army in Knoxville, Tennessee? Because you had to have Salvation Armies there, or at least somewhere in between. I need to get. I needed to get out of yeah. California mm-hmm. because of so many situations, mainly my ex husband's family. Yeah. Um. It was just a lot, like yeah. the process and everything that was happening, sure. so being threatened. And well, you had mentioned, uh, pre- and when we were discussing off air, you had mentioned that you were in a domestic violence situation. Yes. Um, so you actually were a were what what we call it, a beneficiary of the uh, Joy Baker Center yeah. that we have here, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, tell us a little bit about how these two ladies, because you actually work for the Salvation Army now, in the women's shelter, yes, as you mentioned. Yes, I do. Yes. So how'd that happen? Because not everybody does. That's not a story that everybody has. So when I was living here, I used to mention a lot to – I didn't know Christy as well as I do now, though, mm-hmm. but I used to mention a lot to the ladies that one day I want to get back yeah. for everything that happened with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, having a living situation. Yeah. I got my um, – with all the money I was saving here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to buy my car, get a lease. Yeah. Now, with working here, I paid it off. Yeah. And so um, all these fresh starts, I was like, I want to get back. Yeah. And I was working at Wendy's and then um, uh, a job, um, what do you call it, a job opportunity came up here and I applied. <laughs> I was so nervous. I wanted Blake and everybody to be in there with me. But yeah. they were like, no, you could do it. And so basically when I came in here, I was using my testimony as mm-hmm. answering their questions. The only thing that was different was boundaries, but everything else was like, I knew what to answer because of what happened with me and my yeah. and living here and yeah. how it helped me, yeah. how to answer those questions. That's fantastic. Well, I, I love I love that kind of story. We've covered Blake's story in the past uh, many times, how she came here to do hair. Um, <laughs> she volunteered to do hair, and that was 170 years ago or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she volunteered. <laughs> You've aged very well, I have to say. Um, yeah. But she she came here, so she has a story like that where we go back and it, you know, came here under circumstances she had no idea she would be working here at one point at that point, you know. And so I'm sure in your mind you had no clue that you would actually be working here at some no. point. But God just kind of made that happen. Yes, right? and like so, a lot of people don't realize that. Sorry, I might cry, but <laughs> that walking away. Is the hardest thing in the world, yeah. especially when you have a home, you have everything is yours and it's so situated and so calm. Yeah. But it wasn't spiritually, right. mentally, physically, you know, um, my, my three younger children are children of domestic violence. Right. They didn't get beat, but they might as well of what they were going through. Right. And so, um, you don't, so when the ladies come here, I just look at them. I'm like, um, when they explain to me that they're here for domestic violence, I go, I'm so proud of you that you, you, you're you here today. Yeah. Because they don't realize that people that haven't been through that don't realize how hard that was to make that first step. Mm-hmm. It was everything. Yeah. And so I'm proud of them. And then see them from where they first came in to where they end up being. Yeah. Or when they run to me, guess what, Miss Nana got housing. Like, yeah. it's everything. Because I remember that feeling. I was ready to... Yeah. 
get up on everything so we can get housing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's uh, and I, I I relate that to um, worship um, because when I'm um, we're, we're I'm in men church a lot um, and uh, um, and I'm not there a lot because I have to be here because I have responsibilities because I want to be there and when I worship it's from a grateful heart because I remember where I was I remember being a drunk I remember being you know being so being lost I remember losing everything. And I remember the mercy and the grace that God showed me. And so I worship from a grateful heart. And so that sounds to me like you're working from a grateful heart. You're serving these other ladies from from gratitude because you remember, you know, that time when you were in the same spot and you needed help. And so I'm, I'm grateful for what you do. And I want to commend you. you for, yeah, I commend you for what you're doing. Um, and uh, oftentimes I'll tell people I'm proud of them. I don't want it to sound condescending at all. It's from one uh, redeemed sinner for to another. You know, I get it. I, I get why you do that. Um, so thank you very much for what you're doing and for, and for committing your life to serving and helping others like that. Um, now, Blake and Christy are being very quiet right now, <laughs> and I'm not sure why. Um, well, you know, when you have a powerful <laughs> testimony like that, you got to sit and be still and let the it people is a, hear it. It so. is a powerful testimony. But you asked her how she came here, and I remember mm-hmm. the phone call from Callie yeah. to Knoxville. So she wasn't here in Tennessee when she reached out. She actually researched from that dark place and and decided, okay, this sounds good because I t- this, the program sounds good, yeah. and I need that. Yeah. And so we were able to connect before that plane ride was even scheduled. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go was back. Nice. I oh. couldn't find um I couldn't find anything in Tennessee to help with domestic violence. Yeah. And my whole purpose of leaving Cali was to get help for the domestic violence because yeah. I was literally going, I know this sounds weird, but mentally insane because mm-hmm. my family's so old school Mexican that when things like that happen, you don't talk about it. You shove it under the rug, and you just you came out of it, so you're good. But yeah. I wasn't good. Right. I was mentally losing my mind. And so my son lived here. He, he was stationed here. And he goes, when you're ready to get help, I'm going to help you. So mm-hmm. we bought tickets. We came out here, and it wasn't working out. And mm-hmm. so I had called her on a Friday, and I told her, um, I'm going. I'm going back to California. Like I just mm-hmm. can't do it here. Yeah. And then she goes, "Can you come in today?" And I was like, "Well, I can't. My son's at work." So I was here Monday morning, and it was it was just life changing. Everything yeah. they have, they don't realize that they have everything to do with how I gradually started finding myself again. Yeah. And you're you're like, we remind the ladies that. They're not broken anymore. They're going to be blessed, you know, broken to bl- or blessed. How does that say? You know, they don't realize that it's not always going to be like that. Yeah. And so they love on us. They give us the, the tools and the opportunities to to um, go out there and look and to find yourself again. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even know who I was anymore. I was I had a kid. I didn't even know I was a mother because I was so lost mentally for yeah. what that relationship did to me. He broke me, like, mentally. Mm -hmm. And so to find yourself all over again, but not just to find yourself, but to have housing and to have opportunities to to grow and to not leave here. You know, I'm better now, but now I don't have nowhere to go. It doesn't work like that here. (laughs) They don't do that here. 
Yeah. They make sure you have bus passes. They make sure you have, because we're literally coming here broke. Right. They have hygiene. They have things that we're worried about mentally for our kids or ourselves, but Mm -hmm. they make sure we got that so we can get ourselves together to get better. Yeah. So Blake and Christy, like... You guys but like out. we can't take the credit for that because it's it goes back to those partnerships in our community where right. yes. a faith Lutheran church shows up and they bring yep. fresh underwear and socks and every fourth Tuesday of the month you can count on them. Yes, and so that's what makes us be able to move and shake the way we do for the people in our programs. Um, it goes down to the partnerships and who's willing to step up in our community. Yeah. Absolutely. For those needs. So. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, we, have a, uh, we have a fundraiser that we do in October called... Um, Cup uh, of Hope. Martha's Vineyard? No. <laughs> Bucket <laughs> of Blessings. No. Bucket <laughs> of Blessings. Cup of Hope. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so be preparing for that, uh, those of you that are listening. Um, and uh, because Cup of Hope will be here before you know it in October. Um, but if you would like to be a partner with us here in the, in the programs that we have, like the Joy Baker Center and the domestic violence uh, services that we provide for people just like Annette, um, women that uh, come here, women and children uh, that come here fleeing a domestic violence situation. And we also have a domestic violence program for men as well. Uh, but if you'd like to be a part of that, please give us a call at 865-525-9401 or go to our website at uh, SalvationArmyKnoxville.org and you can find a way to donate if that's the way you want to help or volunteer. Now, if you would like to volunteer, you can go to VolunteerEastTennessee.com. You'll find all of our needs there. And we have a wonderful volunteer coordinator here. Her name is Kayla, and she will be very happy to help you as well. So, again, that number one more time is 865 525 9401 or our website at salvationarmyknoxville.org. Now we are going to go to a quick break, but we will be back because we want to hear more from Annette and maybe a little more from Blake and definitely more from Christy, who is She's quiet sitting in silence and we, we just can't have that. She's here for more okay. moral support. <laughs> so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of Behind the Shield. And we are back with more of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. And we have with us a uh, host of characters, uh, one of which, not the least of which, is Blake Craft. She's been on the show many times before, and uh, she's always a welcome addition to the team here. And uh, wanted to uh, start with her and uh, go around the table. We've got Christy Willingham and Annette Bracamonte. <laughs> I love saying that name. That's so cool. Bracamonte. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, so yeah, so we're, we're going to start out here. I want to talk just a little bit about the programs. Uh, we spoke to Annette and her, during our last segment. She explained her story, how she came here from Southern California, Fresno specifically, and uh, just like me, got out of there as fast as she could. And she got over here and found the help she needed at the Salvation Army Knoxville. And so I want to talk, I want you guys to elaborate a little more on that program that she first was a beneficiary of and then now works in, uh, but also other programs that we have here for women's and men's shelters. If you wouldn't mind, please go ahead. Blake. So um, Craft. specifically, Annette was in the Joy Baker Center, mm-hmm. and it is an emergency shelter for not only homeless individuals, families, right. but also those fleeing domestic violence. With or without children, right? Domestic violence with or without, if they're experiencing homelessness, it does have to be family. Gotcha. Okay. Women with kids. Gotcha. Um, And, you know, how the program works is first we sit down and we discuss what barriers 
So that's done on an individual basis, and right. that's when we kind of get that roadmap, mm-hmm. that plan right. going with that person individually. So mm-hmm. it does look different from family to family, person to person, but generally if they come in and they're fleeing domestic violence, they may not have essential items they need for their family right. and or uh, documents that are needed to acquire permanent housing. And so we kind of start there. Mm-hmm. Well, what documents do you have? Right. And once they share with us, then we kind of know how to refer accordingly. Yeah. And that's mainly what we do. We just assess and then refer and connect yeah. to our many community partners. Now, if they don't have a particular document or something, um, you just say, sorry about your luck be on your way oh no no <laughs> i didn't think so but a I, multitude know. of resources okay so you act as um, a liaison between yes. the client and those local agencies and it's good that you said liaison because mm-hmm. we also connect with the knox county schools liaison yep. and so any child that comes here is connected to a school um, and appropriate resources for those students yep. within a 48 hour period so we're on it very quickly we want those children's lives not to be interrupted yeah. in any way mm-hmm. based on their situation. Yeah. Perfect. Christy, um, again, you're sitting there silently. <laughs> we can't have that. Uh, this is specifically a talk show, so we have to talk. <laughs> so Christy, if you wouldn't mind, uh, your role in this, uh, you, you, you carry a large amount of responsibility for the programs in the, in the women's shelter. Uh, please tell us a little bit about, you know, not just your job or what you do, but also how the programs and, Maybe even a you know a, a specific instance where you've seen these programs other than Annette, where you've seen these programs uh, truly bring someone from broken to blessed, as Annette said earlier. Yeah, that's early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I oversee the women's programs and mm-hmm. and the staff of the women's programs, and uh, then I also case manage the the single women okay. in our. We have a twenty six bed transitional housing program, and mm-hmm. we can serve four men in that section. Yeah. Um, of course, the, our case managers down in the men's shelter oversee them or mm-hmm. uh, serve them, but I case manage the women in that program, and that is specifically for those who are fleeing domestic violence yeah. um, in immediate danger from fleeing domestic violence. I, the programs are very similar in that mm-hmm. we, we use the same phases. We, we you know, when they come in, we assess where uh, what's going on to get them sure. comfortable and to get them, you know, the, their needs met. And yep. then after that, we assess what their goals are. And it's really just we have to have a conversation with them and see where their headspace is and where they want to, yeah. what they want to do with their future. And, mm-hmm. and once we've had that discussion, we know how to plan, how to case manage them and find out what, what their long-term goals are and what their needs are. Yeah. And of course what their short-term goals are to get into um, housing and you know, yeah. sometimes find employment. Well, that's great. And and I know you guys, you guys do a lot of hard work. I know sometimes, sometimes it can be difficult. Um, Cause I, I don't, I see you guys pretty regularly, pretty much every day. Uh, but I don't always see you guys in action. Like, you know, all this stuff. Now, sometimes I'll see Blake running down here in a, in, in a, <laughs> in a, in a in a hurry or rush, so to speak, Speed and she's walking. making she's making copies of things, and she's getting. And I'm just I'm like somebody's getting blessed with documents. I don't know <laughs> what, but she's making something happen. So I see stuff like that happening. Uh, so I don't always see you guys in action, but I know you guys do a lot of hard work uh, with the ladies there. 
and so grateful for what you all do, including Annette. Now, Annette, you said you are a resident aide? Yes. Is that one? So you're an RA? Yes. Okay. Do you guys call it RA? Is that a RA? Never mind. <laughs> She's so. our homie, so. <laughs> so. We just tell her thank you. I'm their home skillet. <laughs> She's <Which> our home skillet. <laughs> She's Home our skill. backup boots on the ground girl. Yes. That's right. Okay. I just I basically make sure. So I c- I come in either at eight thirty or eleven thirty at night. I'm third mm-hmm. shift. Okay. So usually I'll look on teams to see what um, Blake or any of the ladies need me to do. Yeah. But um, I make sure that chores are done, like things are done. That yeah. um, breakfast is out. Make mm-hmm. sure that uh, rooms need to be cleaned up or whatever. And Basically keeping an eye on the cameras all night and keeping mm-hmm. an eye on them, making sure that they're in bed in time and yeah. well, safe. Yeah. Right. Too. And what I was oh, going to, yeah. and actually uh, Christy had mentioned that earlier that, um, um, you know, they're coming here in, in maybe fleeing imminent danger from a domestic violence situation. Well, <clears throat> how do we make sure that they stay safe here on property? Um, first off, we have security that's outside that's usually parked right in the front yeah and they stop like i see in the cameras they stop like any car that tries to pull in right and we always keep contact with the um the walkie-talkie but yeah when it comes to me looking outside and he ain't even responding i'm calling him mm-hmm. do you see that man walking by the car <laughs> do you see like because yeah. my car's out there too so i'm like we're like they were not doing nothing so i'm yeah. always keeping on the cameras yeah or is that you um in the back or like and he's like oh yeah it's me <laughs> Is that you walking right now? Because I, I can't actually see them right. <laughs> so, so, so the ladies that are here in this program can be can be very secure in the fact. Oh yeah, that they're being cared for even when they don't know it. That people are watching to make sure that they're not going to be victimized ever again. Oh yes, while they're here. Okay. We, may, I always make sure like the front doors are getting shut right mm-hmm. um, when they go out and smoke or. Mm-hmm. Just anything like so I can hear them walking upstairs. So I'll look in the camera and see. If they're like just checking up on them, yeah. going up there to see what they're doing or making sure they're just, you know, because to keep this place safe is is basically, you know, we got a set of rules that we follow too and they mm-hmm. follow and, you know, just making sure they're being applied to. Yeah. That's and it awesome. helps us all, not just us, but them too. Yeah. Structure. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the people that are coming off the streets don't have structure. Yeah, you know what, and, and that's something that has come up in here before, is is small things that we take for granted that our parents probably made us do and we com- complained about when we were kids, is vacuuming, washing dishes, doing laundry, things like that. A lot of these folks didn't have that. They didn't grow up in that life. They, they were never told, you got to do these things, and so they never learned to do those things. And so, yeah, I mean, that's and it's hard for most of us to get our mind wrapped around. Because there was stuff we grew up with and hated when we were kids. Like making your bed. Yeah, stuff, something Karen, as simple as that, yeah. They used to always, we did life skills, and she always talked about making our beds. And mm-hmm. we had to make our beds before we left here. Yeah. And so um, now, uh, when I get up, uh, I, I catch myself making my bed now. Like, yeah. I never, I used to be like, whatever, I'm going to come back and sleep in it. But now I make my bed every day. Well, that's exactly, yeah, my bride, uh, she, it, she, she does that every single day. I'm more of a, yeah, I'm going to mess it up later anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but she's, uh, she's very adamant about the fact that that has to be made as soon as she's out of it. And so, uh, but anyway, so, um, thank you for bringing that up because that's something simple that a lot of us were made to do when we were kids. Um, that we take for granted for the, the fact that other people know how to do that. Well, maybe not. Maybe they weren't taught how to do that. Well, and the importance of it. Yeah. 
so we see a lot of I won't say a lot we've when we've enhanced the program and taught these necessary life skills we mm-hmm. see a difference in repeat yeah. families mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is realistically evictions yeah. because of lack of housekeeping and so mm. Annette what seems simple her enforcing chores it's it's deeper than that it it is accountability that they may not be able to give to themselves at this time. And it's yeah. stability too. And it's stability it's, structure. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's how we back up our people here in our programs is ensuring they're leaving with the necessary life skills to not be evicted, yeah. to maintain their permanent housing. Now that's an excellent point too. Thank you for bringing that up because, um, uh, here at Salvation Army Knoxville, we want to be a part of the permanent solution right. to homelessness. Uh, we're not an overnight shelter. We are a residential shelter. So people come in, we provide uh, casework, case management, like they've, the ladies have been talking about. And one of those things is trying to help make sure they don't wind up on, in a homeless situation again. Right. And so thank you for bringing that up. So something as simple as teaching someone to make their bed every day can help keep them in sustainable housing on their own so that they don't wind up in the situation again. And so thank you for mentioning that, Blake. Uh, we do need to go to a break. Um, and uh, But if you would like to find out more about our programs here or become a partner here with the Salvation Army Knoxville financially or voluntarily, you can give us a call at 865-525-9401. You can visit us at our website at Salvation Army Knoxville. .org, and you can also find volunteer opportunities at volunteereasttennessee.com. So give us a yell if you'd like to be a part of what's going on here in Jesus' name. So we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back with more of Behind the Shield right here on Joy 620 WRJZ. So we are back with more of the uh, Salvation Army's Behind the Shield right here on Joy 620 WRJZ. And again, we have with us a few folks. Uh, we have uh, Br- Blake Craft. I almost said break. <laughs> Blake Craft, Blake, Blake, Christy Blake. Willingham, and Annette Bracamonte. <laughs> I love she, how he says <laughs> so, so these ladies are with us, and we're talking about the women's shelter and the programs there. And Annette is a, uh, is a product of one of those programs, the Joy Baker program. And uh, we're grateful for her and for her testimony and having come through that. And so we're grateful for you, to you for having the courage to step into that. And, uh, and so thank you. And so we, we want to talk a little more about the programs. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys need um, to help the program go? Tell us what <laughs> Blake's looking at her watch. Like, I don't think we have time for all that. No, no. Let's get, let's get the. That's our community calling. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, we have, uh, I know there are needs where there's, and so I would like to hear you guys discuss some of the needs we have uh, in the, in that program, not just Joy Baker, but any of the programs we have for the women's ministry. Any toiletries, um, diapers, wipes, uh, just essential items that, we take for granted yeah. every day that we can go to the grocery store and buy ourselves. Some people come and they do not have money. They do not have anything. They've just escaped yeah. with their life intact. So mm-hmm. those kind of things, uh, toothbrush, toothpaste, mm-hmm. list goes on. That's good. Underwears. <laughs> I know that's yeah. all. No. 
Faith Lutheran is our church of the underwear. Oh, and that okay. they market that. They do. They say, we are the church of the underwear. And I love that because they do Lord that for us. Saints preserve them. Mm-hmm. The church of the underwear. But they were calling because they know. Yeah. They're coming on the fourth Tuesday. Now, who's so, that again? Faith Lutheran. Faith Lutheran. So we want to give out a thank you to Faith yes, Lutheran. always. For providing underwears for the ladies in our Socks, women's shelter. underwear, yes. t-shirts for the men. And they make the, the best men. cookies in the world. Oh, they, they make cookies bring too? Goodies. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. They fellowship with us um, as well. That's great. They bring they their prayer list. The yeah. Oh, yeah. It started in the men's. Okay. That's awesome. So, well, thank you for that. And if you'd like to, if your church or organization would like to uh, have a public thank you and maybe be as uh, wonderful as, who is it? Faith Lutheran? Faith Lutheran. Faith Lutheran. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do that. And all you got to do is give us a call at 865 865- Five two five nine four zero one. You can also communicate with us on our website at SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. In addition to that, uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, just find Salvation Army Knoxville. You can follow us there. Friend us on Facebook. Like our page. All that stuff. You can message us through there. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, believe me, we have a lot of areas where you can plug in. VolunteerEastTennessee.com, that's the platform we use to post our needs. You can sign up for volunteer opportunities there. And I know among the needs we have sometimes are warm bodies. And if you don't don't know exactly what you want to do, start out serving in the kitchen. You know, we have a fully staffed kitchen. We serve uh, three meals a day here to our residents, and and we need people to help do that. And I see new faces. some of our some of these kids from UT, you know, they'll volunteer and they get do it for credit hours. But I'm glad they choose us because we need the help, and so we're grateful to them for that. It's nice to see those young folks in there learning what it means to serve and to give back, and so that's great. Um, so anything else? Any other need? You mentioned toiletry items, um, hygiene items, stuff like uh, what do you say, wipes and, and deodorant and and stuff like that. All that. Uh, we already have a church of the underwear and cookies, uh, yes. so we <laughs> so, we keep a a very small. Um, Clothing closet okay. for pe- a lot of times people will come in not even with shoes on their feet. So yeah. we do keep a very small clothing closet. And okay. right now that l- clothing closet is in need of children's clothes. Yes. Children's clothes. Different sizes and okay. sh- uh, shoes. Mm-hmm. All right, perfect. Um, children's and, clothes uh, and shoes. I think that's the main thing right now because yeah. we are a small unit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as we deplete what we have right now, then that need will change. Mm -hmm. Uh, But right now we're focused on just building up our stock with the kids' clothing and and shoes. Okay, perfect. Well, uh, again, if you or or your organization, your company, uh, would like to to donate to the Salvation Army in that form, whether it's children's clothing, uh, shoes, um, we would love to have you give us a call, please, 865-525-525. 9401, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we do want to hear a little bit more from Annette because she is our guest of honor today. And uh, we want to just hear a little bit more about where she's at right now, where she's going, what are her plans for the future. Annette? So right now we're I'm trying to get my son graduated. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Honolulu. Gotcha. I know. <laughs> He's only 16. I just want him to stay a baby. But. Yeah. He's so smart, though. Yeah. He comes over here and volunteers sometimes. He's how old? 16. And he's graduating? Mm-hmm. From high school. Stop it. He's yep. a genius. You need to stop right now. Are you? Wait, okay, now I didn't get that before when we were talking about this. He's graduating a year early. Uh, wow. 
Okay, so you said a year early. Now, yes. for me, I graduated when I was 18, not 16. Yeah, he's he's going to turn 17 um, May um, 17th, uh-huh. and he's graduating May 31st. Wow, okay. Well, that's really cool. I didn't know that part. So he's working at the camp. He's graduating, you say a year earlier. I say two years earlier. A 16-year-old. I was getting my driver's license at 16. Okay, that was my big thing. Driver's license and a girlfriend. And those are the two things. And outside of that, you know, I was I still had two more years before I was going to graduate high school. That's great. I love hearing that. Thank you for sharing that part because You're I didn't, because I didn't catch that earlier. Well, he was ago. in the homework club, and yeah. you know, okay. during the pandemic, he he didn't have to stop. Yeah, his education. It the Nelsons were here at the time, and. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, okay, we're in the middle of a pandemic. They're yeah. going virtual. What are we going to do for our people? Yeah. Um, how we're, how are we going to keep this uninterrupted? Yeah. And so he was able to come to that and nothing stopped. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Um, uh, I love that they had the wherewithal to, to put something in place so they didn't have to, yeah. to stop. And um, so so your son had to put up with, I mean, got to uh, hang out with Janine, right? <laughs> in homework club. Oh, Janine loves Tristan. Oh, uh, well, she she is called to that work without a doubt. I've seen her with those kids. She does a great job with them. When they gave him Angel Tree when he first came here, because we, we came here before Christmas, mm-hmm. um, he loves to read. Yeah. So she found books and a and, uh, uh, Kindle Fire. Yeah. The Kindle Fire. Yeah, like she found <laughs> things for him to like because every time she saw him, he was reading something. So. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's doing really good here. He's thriving. Great. Well, that's that's awesome. I'd love to hear that. I love that that not just you are doing well because of your coming here. He is too. Uh, yeah. He's doing he's doing very very much uh, better than he was before. And so, what you're really saying is, if you live anywhere other than East Tennessee, you need to move here, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For real. Especially on the West Coast. I love you, West Coast, but (laughs) I don't want to go back. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, Okay. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. That's, I love, uh, I love learning that part um, because he has, he obviously has a capacity for learning and he's very smart. Um, Blake used the word genius. He is. Yeah. And you said his name's Tristan? Yes. Okay. Uh, is his last name Bracamonte as well? No, it's Trevino. Trevino. Okay. Well, that's cool, too. Trevino. See? <laughs> that's fun to say. Okay. Anyway. So, so great. So, I love hearing that because that's, that is what that is, is that might have been unrealized potential had he not been here. Oh, yes. So, we he may discover the cure for cancer one day because he's so stinking smart and become a doctor or something. Or he may become, you know, a congressman that creates a law that, that you know, Changes everybody's lives for the good. I don't know. Yeah. My point is, it's un- it could have been unrealized potential. But because you made the decision, a bold decision, to bring him here, and Salvation Army was here waiting. Blake Craft was here waiting on you. Yeah. And, and, and Christy <clears throat> and the others that work. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> and the other. It didn't work for me. <laughs> I did the same thing. So it didn't work for me. Anyway. But the other, the others, why are you laughing? I'm choking to death. only one water. I'm choking to death. It'd be awesome if one appeared out there. Anyway. <laughs> Rebecca. It's a miracle. So anyway, so, but all the, all the other ladies as well that, that work here and that welcomed you in and gave you that, that re that fresh start that you needed all because of that. Tristan is now able to realize the potential that God gave him 
you know, because of that, that might not have been realized before. And so, uh, thank you for sharing, uh, you know, all of that about him. I, I'm so grateful to you for sharing and being so open today and talking with us. Um, you have, um, you've certainly, uh, you've certainly shared a lot and I thank you for being bold enough to do that because a number of people get nervous when we turn these mics on. Oh yeah. And, I was. Uh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> if you're aware of that, but, uh, some people get a little nervous and I'm not sure <clears throat> if anybody here, don't look over to your left, Ron. What? So I, I'm just going to share this about me, though. <laughs> Please like, do that. I'm no. I was. I came here a victim of domestic violence, but I'm not a victim no more. I'm a victor. That's right. I am. That's that's my legacy now to change. Yeah. My past yep. by my actions today. That's right. And this place gives me the chance to do that, mm-hmm. like to breathe again. And yeah. our, our, a lot of women that are broken that come here. They don't know what to do with themselves, and their first first response is to breathe again. And it, now not only was I able to do that, my son was able to do that. My twenty, my 19, well, he's 20 now. He came down here. He got his own apartment. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get, and he's the one that, oh, I'm never leaving Cali type mentality, but yeah. he's, he's here now. Um, like half of my family that are over there are already coming down here. So, yeah. I mean, that was God. Restoration awesome. is everything. Absolutely. And only God can do that. He can restore our lives, yep. our mindsets, yeah. our um, way of thinking. Yeah. To, because there's so much that I did, but it wouldn't have been nothing without him. Yeah. I mean, we can share whatever we want mm-hmm. with the people, the clients here that are coming to Broken, but our main foundation, well, mine's is, is to tell them, what God did for me, he could do for you. Like right. he brought me out. I didn't have nothing either. I came with one suitcase and look mm-hmm. at me now. That's right. That's awesome. And we're starting a new year. And, uh, so, that, and, and that along with your story reminded me, uh, of a passage of scripture in Isaiah chapter 43, um, where, uh, God's word says, forget the former things. Do yeah. not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He did that for you. Amen. Annette, he did that for Blake. He did that for Christy. He did it for me. And he'll do it for you that are listening if you'll trust him today. Yes. Jesus is the answer. And so we thank you so much, Annette, for being here with us today. Thank you, Blake, for once again joining us, even though in spite of, you know, sometimes you're a little afraid. I'm kidding. You're not anymore. She's no, she's gotten used to this. She does an excellent job on here. Christy, I'm not sure about you. I think you're still nervous. I gave up caffeine four days ago. So I realized I was 90% caffeine That's and now funny. I have nothing to say. I understand. I get that completely. Uh, I can't give up caffeine or I would just, I would fall asleep for a long time. Ron, before you go, one thing that was really special that has changed about the program mm-hmm. is that Annette does um, a Bible study, so to speak, in yeah. the evenings, and it specifically is addressing healing soul traumas. Yes. And so one of the ladies came down, and she said, oh, are you guys busy? And Karen and I were sitting in the office, and she also stopped in Christy's office that day. Yeah. And she said, um, I just have some questions. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we do case management, but a lot of times we have a, the ability to connect with people and, and talk about God and, and oh, what yes. he does and what it's he can do. Yeah. <laughs> and so she said something very interesting about Annette, and it was um, 
she goes, Annette and I do this thing where I come in and I ask questions. <laughs> and she says, you know what? Read this scripture, pray on it, mm-hmm. and then come back and, and tell me what God placed on your heart. Mm-hmm. And she said uh, the other day, she said, Annette, I haven't seen you. I missed our time together. Mm-hmm. And so where Annette may think she's only doing these little small things and kind of being the glue, she's really bringing to the table as well and impacting uh, these women's lives yeah. and, and their children. So thank, thank you. you for that. Sometimes you yeah. think you have to change to serve the Lord or to be a different person, mm-hmm. but God wants you to be who you are. I That's was exactly right. Yeah. What people, how, what, how I grew up made me feel ashamed of the Lord's using that to, to just, I don't know, like, cause mm-hmm. I can meet somebody out of nowhere and be like, Hey, how you doing? And, yeah. and sometimes to me, that's probably annoying, but like yeah. I don't know. Like I'm able to tell, well, come here, come here, let's talk. And yeah. So well, the Bible says that we're made overcomers Amen. by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. So that's awesome. You ladies are putting that into practice every single day. We do need to go to a break. We're going to go to a break real quick. We will be back for a very short summary and salutation. Um, all right. Anyway. <laughs> we'll be back in a little bit. You're the host. It's a, I am, indeed. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Don't nobody worry about nothing. Anyways, we'll be back in a little bit with more of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. And we are back with more of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. And again, we have been joined today by Blake Craft, who is, I forgot, I always forget your title. You're like super duper case. It's changed. Something. Case so manager. Now. Uh, well, what is your title, please? Lead case manager of the Joy Baker Center. Okay. Lead case manager of the Joy Baker Center. And Pathway of Hope. And, and Pathway. We didn't, the, uh, we'll have to talk about that on another episode. That's a good idea. <laughs> Tune in next time for Pathway of Hope Talk. Anyways, well, okay, so Blake Craft is the lead case manager with the uh, Super Duper programs and stuff. Yes. Christy Willingham. You are the, She's the boss lady, super program Best manager, supervisor ever, super duper program manager of, yeah, all the women's programs. So, uh, nothing specific, all of them. Okay, all right. And Annette Bracamonte, she is uh, is now the uh, resident aide. Yes. Uh, in the women's shelter, and so thank you so much for what you do, and thank you for t- sharing your story with us today. Because thank you for having me. Today. Oh man, it's, it's been great, and it's been wonderful. I've seen you around. I have met you and talked to you before briefly, but never actually sat down and really discussed anything with you. So thank you for for allowing me to get to know you a little bit today as well, and our listening audience to get to know you. And I don't know if you know Blake and Christy, uh, but uh, as a joke, uh, but um, you should probably sit and talk with them sometime if you haven't. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> they do a wonderful work here and um any final thoughts from any of you uh anything you want to leave our listening audience with today regarding our programs we do the work but we would be nothing without the support of our community and our community partners that allow us to refer our participants to their services and so if not monetarily Mm -hmm. uh, someone is able to give their time. Uh, I think we have Y12 coming, uh, providing our, our ladies with budgeting mm-hmm. classes. And, and so anything, if you have a skill set or something, you know, oh, yeah. you can give to them knowledge. Um, we're, we're not going to stop there. Mm-hmm. We're just going to be open. Blake, 
mentioned before she came here to do haircuts. Right. Yeah. You want to come here and, and give the ladies a pretty and pampered or a, right. a day of beauty or. Yeah. Right. You know, or, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> you may end up working for the Salvation Army right. too. You may come here thinking you're just going to volunteer to serve meals. Next thing you know, you put you might to work. grab you up. We might. So we we do need uh, we do need need people to partner with us in our community. As Blake put it so well, we could not do the majority of what we do here without people that partner with us, both financially, but also people that just provide their time and resources. If you have resources that, that you think we might be able to put to use, some of our ladies might need, uh, such as those, those budgeting classes that we have, um, uh, Y12 Credit Union, also uh, First Horizon. They've been here, too, to help with things like that. Uh, if you have a skill set, if you're a financial planner and would like to provide some of your know-how to help some of our ladies uh, plan for their future financially, please Yell out to us, not like from the street, but on the phone, 865-525-9401. Or contact us through our website, SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. I mean, say it again, SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. And uh, on Facebook, you can always find us on Facebook at Salvation Army Knoxville. So, uh, ladies, thank you once again for everything today. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for the information that you've given to us and our listening audience. And... uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. But again, uh, just because we just because we close out the show today doesn't mean you can't give us a call. Again, that number one more time is 865-525-9401 or our website at salvationarmyknoxville.org. All right. Until next time, please go out and do the most good that you can to everyone you meet. Thanks for listening to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. If you have an idea for a guest or for any questions about the show, reach out to us at ron.day at uss.salvationarmy.org. Or you can visit salvationarmysoundcast.org forward slash BTS for more information. 